Welcome everyone to another episode of Out of Character with Jupiter and Cotton. Hello, Cotton. Hello, Jupiter. How are you on this fine Sunday evening? I'm doing pretty good. I believe I have recovered. We can now do our Gen Con wrap-up show. Gen Con wrap-up! Gen Con wrap-up! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gen Con happened. It came back. It came back full force. Yeah, I was doing some uh, some research, as I am want to do. And uh, the biggest Gen Con was actually the very first one I went to in 2019. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, like 70,000, I think. I think I don't have exact numbers, but it was like, like mid-60s to 70. Mm-hmm. And it got like half of that in 2020. This year it was at, I want to say... Canceled. It had just... Or 2021, sorry. Yeah, okay. that was canceled. The 2021 mm-hmm. was the one that was like, hey, it was, it was like a half. And this one was, I think, somewhere between 50 and 60. So not quite the high water mark, but it was it's one of the bigger ones. So like top, I think it's in the top two, top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of it, sizes. It, it came back more events than what was there last year, because I actually went to some this year. Last year I didn't go to a single event. Just so everybody listening knows what how we're, what's going to happen this episode. Cotton and I are going to talk about our experience, but we're going to have two guests on later. That this was their first Gen Con, and this was their first con of a considerable size. So we're going to talk to them and kind of get the... It's always nice to to kind of see Gen Con through somebody's eyes when it's their first time, because it's been forever since my first Gen Con. So it's like, I want to see what it's like now for a a new person to to experience it. So we're going to talk to to Leal and uh, his son Luke later on. But... How was your How was your Gen Con? It was a blast. It was an absolute blast. blast. And I how much uh, of it were you drunk? Um, eight. Eight Eight of it. Eight percent. Unless you count. I mean, like I had to sleep, and and you can't (laughs) drink at the con, as they. It's like you know. As you found out. But yeah, (laughs) dark like sir, you know. You can't like tip up an actual open (laughs) bottle of vodka. That's not cool. I didn't do that. It was. (laughs) <laughs> they do make the tampon flask. You could have just started chugging out of a tampon. Nobody would have looked twice at you. Well, I have a flask. I just filled it with water. <laughs> because every day, I made sure. This is an important rule. I had one bottle of water every day. One. That's it. If you have one bottle of water a day, you can't die. That's science. That's a fact. And that's exactly how much water I had. And however, however many days I was yes. there is how many like bottles of water I had. That's not <laughs> enough water to even stay it's... hydrated in the summer. <laughs> Like, I mean, the summer... You're just trying to kill yourself. No, I was trying to enjoy myself, which I did. All right, so apparently you're upset Gen Con won't allow booze in yeah. it. No, um, it's not. <laughs> what it's, events it's, did you uh, go go to? Okay, so I did some what I would call like comfort events, stuff where I know what I'm doing. So I played Disney's Villainous. I played once before, but it's not a very complex game. I just wanted to play. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was there to, like, discover a whole lot. Uh, I played Betrayal at House on Haunted Hill, a game I've played several times. And Love, I signed up for the Battletech Grinder again, but it was just not going to happen. I hadn't practiced. I hadn't got my my rules together. And it was at a point in the day where I think we were all going to meet at Nikki Blaine's. And so, yeah, I think piss on this. But uh, I played Fiasco, new game. I played We're Doomed, a new game. When I say new, I mean new to me. Um, so I played well, Fiasco. That's all that matters. So. Yeah, I, I, actual like new like explorative stuff, like stuff I've never done. I'm like, this sounds mm-hmm. cool. I'll give it a shot. Was We're Doomed, Fiasco, 
and I played uh, one game of Cyberpunk Red, which I've never played the game, but I, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So those were like the three things I did that I had no clue what I was really like. I had no experience in. All right. So how did you like Cyberpunk Red versus Shadowrun? Five. I liked it. It's a mm-hmm. lot. It's still crunchy, but it's not super crunchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a lot less. The one thing I wish I could have had was someone be a netrunner because hacking is its own thing in Cyberpunk Red. There's a whole class where you're like a netrunner, and like it's a class-based system. So if you are a netrunner, you can hack. If you are not, you don't. And we didn't have one. I was an exec, and I had it in their like class deals. They get an employee. My employee was a netrunner, so we had hacking in an RP sense, but we didn't have. Like mechanically, I didn't get to see someone hack, so I don't know. And there's no magic, so thank God, because that's great. So that's <laughs> that. That part of Shadow Run's gone. So I just I, I like the combat rules. Combat rules are great. They work. The skills work. Does hacking work? I don't know. I'll have to come back next year or do some more research into that front. But the the actual shoot 'em up rules are pretty pretty quick. Okay, so is there anything that wasn't an event you signed up for that you ended up doing that you enjoyed? Like you got pulled into a, a demo on the on the exhibitor floor or anything like yes. that? Yes, uh, Arkham Horror, the, car, the card game. Wow. I came very close to buying that. There was, there was a couple things I came close to buying, but they were like cheaper on Amazon, to be honest with you. But that card game looks quite legit. There's a lot of things I like about that card game. It had depth. Uh, and again, I played like one one or two like rounds of it, but the game felt like it had depth. It felt like I had decisions to make, and they mattered. It seemed the lore was cool. The art was cool. The uh, I, 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 give a, I give a game a bonus point if it's not physically bulky, and this game is mostly card-based, so it didn't seem super bulky. Uh, yeah, that that game seemed pretty good. Arkham Horror, the card game. I played that. Uh, there was a weird game called Peace Chess, which, like, it's it's really cool in the way it works. Is that you? It's chess, but pieces when they capture, you don't like remove a piece. They join up. All the pieces are sort of like carved or shaped into a yin yang type of deal, so they can all fit together. They're all like half of a piece. Does this visually make some sense? Like, imagine if you, if you took a pawn yeah. and cut it from the top in a yin-yang shape. All the pieces are that way. So yeah. when you join a piece, those pieces are now, like, joined up, and each side can move them in the way that their piece is. So if I capture your pawn with my bishop, from now on, they can move this now conjoined piece like a pawn. And I can move it like a bishop. And if it attacks again, it can knock other pieces off of their like dancing partner is the way the guy described it. And then you can have these weird combos and each piece when it gets knocked off gets to do an immediate move to escape like when it bounces off. And you can have these kind of chain reactions. That seems really cool. Uh my only downside with it is that it's a kind of game that would heavily benefit someone who knew what they were doing and it's a two player game. So when you pull this out and someone plays for the first time if you have any more experience than them, you're going to just like 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 fucking destroy. It's not going to be close. But it seemed cool. It was a nice it was a nice spin on chess. Let's see. Those are the ones I mostly demo. Oh, I played Marvel Splendor. And that was okay. that was fine. I would I've never played Splendor. I'm just aware of it as a classic board game. Mhm. The original Splendor, I'm guessing makes a lot more sense in that you use resources to then buy cards 
which generate more resources. I'm going to bet you buy things like the marketplace or you buy things like the temple, like, like civilization type of stuff, like like the video game. Like you would buy the barracks and the building, and they generate resources. But they're trying to put a Marvel spin, so it was just Infinity Gems. So like lore-wise, it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so it felt a little confusing in terms of like why does Black Bolt generate seven yellow? Like I understand why a market would make, let's say, money, or why the barracks might make like troops or something or, or whatever. I'm guessing the original Splendor had some like logical underpinning. This was just like a reskin. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of Marvel shit that seemed very much like a cash grab. I mean, yeah, if I'm not, if I if I can, if I'm able to slap Marvel on it, yeah, it's gonna could be a, a cash grab for me. Yeah, like I played Zombie I mean, I, Side. I, I I love how you're surprised at this. I was surprised <laughs> at the amount of Marvel. I, I get that like there'd be a Marvel board game, but there was like six. It was like Dice Throne, but Marvel, Splendor, but it's Marvel, Zombie Side, but it's Marvel though. Like fuck, how much like. <laughs> There was a lot of Marvel, like it was just tons of stuff, and it you they just slapped Marvel across it. It's a Marvel variant now, and it's like okay. It, it adds nothing. It wasn't like we're gonna add no, some new rules or it's a new fan. game. Yeah. It's 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 like Marvel Monopoly. It, it was literally just like we're gonna reskin some shit, and you're gonna fucking buy it. It didn't feel great. Well, you don't have to buy it, but if you're a real Marvel fan, you will. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not, then I guess you aren't really a Marvel fan. Are yeah. You? You're not really. You're not really. You don't. You don't have. Really you're not a completionist. Fan, you? Yeah. So. <laughs> How about you? Uh, so, what did you get into? What are some things you did? Did you get pulled into anything cool and interesting? So, I my goal this year was to demo games because that's something I don't normally do at Gen Con. Demo games because I have a hard time learning a game in that environment. It's so loud and distracting and, and chaotic. But I said not this year. This year I will demo games because. I'll overcome my specific learning handicap. So I played, I demoed uh, Cultists and Cthulhu, which is very Munchkin-esque. And I, we played it one night. Do you remember? Did we play it or was that We didn't me play. Bam- no, that was Oh, it was and, me, yeah. Bamson, and Grafa played it. It's, it's Munchkin-esque, but not, I don't like Munchkin. So it's better than Munchkin, but it still has that Munchkin vibe. And if anybody wants to, you know, get upset because I said I don't like Munchkin, send your DMs to Cotton and tell them how awful I am so we can get a new host, okay? I mean, I don't like Munchkin either, so, like, we're not... Oh, well, there we go. You're out of luck, everyone. Send your angry emails somewhere else. Uh, Munchkin's (laughs) a fine game to play with people who've never played it before. But it gets... It ages pretty quick. I don't like it because I've played with people who take... You know, in the rules, it says, you know, it encourages cheating. And I've played with people who incur- who do it. Like, they cheat hard. And if they catch me, if I accidentally do something, they'll come at me. How dare you try to do that? You try to cheat. But they will cheat hard. And it's like, oh, I don't like this game. I've I never played with those kind of people. but I've but played with that's... some cheaters. <laughs> I was like, okay. I forgot that was a rule. But you're right. It is a rule. <laughs> it it is, is a rule. It's, not, it's encouraged. It's not a rule. It's encouraged. Yeah. Another game uh, was another card game called Psychological Warfare. The person who created it was a high school guidance counselor, and when he retired, he was like, well, there's no games that poke fun at mental issues, so let me make one. And he did, and it takes less than an hour, and it's not bad. You're, you're just, like, trying to raise some of the uh, – raise your attributes while lowering your opponent's attributes so you can be the highest to get the most 
victory points. That's it. But you like your actions, they're all, you know, like there's there's defense mechanism cards. There's each uh, your archetypes each have a, a certain power. Uh, so it, it was fun and it was simple and it was easy to learn. The only thing I have about these games, these are not big, major, these are indie games. These aren't big, major games. Like they aren't, didn't come from a major publisher. They're, they're just indie games. And so each game was 10 bucks. All right, that's good. 10 bucks. They're less than an hour. Great. The only complaint I have is the rules weren't written well. I had a lot of questions and I've actually, I had my brother come over I said, I want to play these games with you because I'm not quite sure if I'm understanding it because the rules are lacking. And so we played it and he's like, yeah, no, these rules are horrible. So we actually went online and he goes, oh, this one here has a PDF. There's an update to the rules. Go get it, download it, and then we'll have it. This one here doesn't have an update to the rules. Well, you'd have to email your questions to get that figured out. Like he's trying to help me figure out, but he's like, yeah, the rules were written badly. And then he picked up a game called Code Warriors, where he's like, the rule book is huge. And every single card in the game was pictured and it gave it a, a, a paragraph on how the card is played, situations, what would happen. And I'm like, it came from a bigger game developer, a bigger company. And it's like, that's the difference. Yep. That's I have, the difference. I have run into that a lot because uh, I think it's difficult to write the rules of the game because mm-hmm. by the time it's time to finalize the rules and I'm, I'm imagining people making this game up they have to go through a process where they're changing this and changing that and they've changed this and so they're actually quite familiar with the base rules like probably 90 percent of the rules were, were more or less set and so when it's time to write them down what they're lacking is a fresh perspective they haven't like they know the rules because they've been making the game and they've been play testing the game and now it's time to put pen to paper they leave out those edge cases where they under like it's it's hard to write about what you don't know. Very few people are good at explaining things that they understand to people who've never encountered it. Like if you uh, a quick example is if you ever have someone in the military try to tell you a story, it'll be chock full of insane fucking acronyms, and you're like, bruh, I don't know what the fuck the SAG is or the DBA or the fucking DBZ outside of Dragon Ball. I don't fuck I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I think a lot of indie and I have an example of this too. Uh, indie game makers don't make good rule books. They skimp on it. Well, it's not like it's not that they. I, I think it's indie game makers. Maybe they can make the game, but rule books are an example of technical writing. And this is really getting us off track of Gen Con. But yeah, te- technical, technical writing, writing is a thing, and it's a thing that if you're able to do it, you get paid really good money. Uh, but technical writing is really just breaking things down and trying to make sure that you put the instructions for every possible avenue that could happen and helping. Uh, so anybody who picked it up and who's completely oblivious to how it is done, you have written the instructions so complete and so well that they can pick it up, read it, and they understand how to do the thing. These did not have that. I still enjoy the games. I still like them. Uh, I was able to play both of them a couple times. I picked up another game, which I have not played at all. I bought it sight unseen. I walked by, saw it, asked the person, what is it? They described it to me, and I went, done. Here's my money. Haven't played it yet. (laughs) Haven't played it yet because everybody, I say, oh, I want to play that. And my my brother is like, "Mm." my mom's like, I don't want to play. My sister's. They the one, the one more like me, uh, she uh, she's like, no, that sounds fun. Basically, when I said, 
it's like quarters. You got to bounce a quarter off the table, make it land on the thing to hit damage the monster. She goes, oh, it's like quarters. I'm like, yeah. She goes, I'm in. I'm like, this is, she's the only one that's ready to play. So hopefully I'll get to play that sibling night. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. So what did you think? So for me, my experience at Gen Con this year, it felt, it was the year of the line, the the year of the queue. Oh yeah, everybody queued back. up for everything. Yeah, six, I mean that was part of. Oh, the sight unseen game. I'm sorry, Oz is like yeah, um, moron. What's the name of the game? What's the name? It of the was game? called Dungeon Dungeon Party. Dungeon Party. I have, oh, dungeon, it, yeah. It looks really nice. The the art on the cards, the coasters are really, really done well. It's not flimsy. They're they're good, hard stock. It's. It it looks really fun, so I'm excited to play it, and uh, we'll talk about that more. I have uh, a, a quick question about what? Dungeon Party, and that is, are you going to practice your quarter bouncing skills? What do you mean practice? I'm a pro. So, once again, okay, aha, aha, aha! My, my short <laughs> question has worked. Uh, so, but this so last year, uh, uh, or, or Jupiter bought a game called uh, <laughs> Conspiracy Theory, and fun fact, she loves those fucking things. And so it really was called Jupiter the Game, Fuck You, You Lose. That's what the game was. The Holy game was shit. Fuck You, I'm Jupiter, and, all the, wow. and I'm all like weird fucking... Whoa, 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 you know, fuck you. No, you go to bars <laughs> on Wednesdays for trivia contests. I buy a trivia game and beat you, and you're upset. Trivia is and you're real, crying? Trivia no, is real you. knowledge. Fuck you. Trivia is real knowledge. I'm this sorry was... you don't know, could you, I'm sorry you don't know, Conspiracy theories as well as the or have as good of a memory. Conspiracy theories, by definition, are not real. Otherwise, it's just It's just what you know. Exactly, but I listen and I know what these crazy people think, and I can answer the question. It's no lamer than just knowing all the stupid, useless trivia you do. Oh, it's far So you could win (laughs) prizes at bars on Wednesdays. Exactly, it's Tuesday. So (laughs) that's, first of all, let's get that. Let's get that, you know, <laughs> jot that down. Uh, no, don't come at me saying I buy games that I have just, an edge at. No. You just said I'm an expert. No, I was joking. <laughs> oh. I'm not an expert. Oh, next time I'll use my sarcastic voice. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, is that the, I feel like that's the voice. But I'm yeah, not sure. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, lines. So what we're going to lines, lines. The lines. It's the very busy. Lines. They Business. were everywhere. Yeah, you had I to mean, get in a line to get your wristband. Right, oh, you that get was. Line to get your wristband. For some people, like me, it was less than thirty seconds. For other people, like Bamps, it was forty-five minutes. It was a good hour for. I think we got there at the yeah. worst. It was at least mm. an hour, and it was. It was. The line was this is and I had seen posts in the Gen Con subreddit about how they were like there was a guy at the end of the line with a sign that says this is the end of the line because the line was this complex snake that wrapped around the hallways like multiple times. Like, I passed the yeah. same people two to three times in mm-hmm. this line, and so I had heard from other people who said the guy who was marking the end of the line was fraudulently telling people that it's closed, go home, come yeah. back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But that was bullshit. People just just got in the line anyway, and they would yeah. eventually get there. Now, I appreciated how well they did the line, but I think it was real bad. I think if they, they only had like this, six people, there was there were six stations, two people at a station. You had 12 people processing wristbands, but I think they could have done a better 
they could have found a better way to do this. Like they have yeah. their stupid Gen Con app. If if and I have an account with Gen Con, I have an account. Why could I not just submit a picture of my Vax card, and then they put a sticker on the badge and ship it to me? Done. Yep. Done. One or, 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 or wristband. If they want you to wear a wristband, they just or, ship yeah, you a wristband. Yeah, here you go. Like you didn't cost need nothing to have more. Fifty-five thousand people queue up over days yeah that that was very poorly done very early on they had they had uh, said that they were going to require vaccination mm-hmm. so they had to be thinking of a plan they could mm-hmm. the best way to do it is the way that you did it or the way that you described mm-hmm. is to let me take a picture let me submit it via this app let me send it to an email account let me you know and include like your gen con badge number because you get your badge a, a good bit before yeah. You know, I, like something like that. But let's say that's too much, right? It's, it's we don't mm-hmm. have enough checkers, whatever. Right, let's say it's too much. I, and we have I to do it on that. site. I doubt that we have to do it on site. Mm-hmm. Maybe have something in the app or online where yeah. you just indicate like when you're going to be there, like because they were opened up Wednesday. They were opened up on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and after that, it's not going to be a big deal. Right. If, if mm-hmm. someone comes on Saturday at 4 p.m., no one's going to give a shit. It's not going to be a line. You just have your normal station. But if I could just indicate, hey, I'm going to be there Wednesday at like eight between the hours of like eight and ten, mm-hmm. like kind of sort of about around this time. You could give them an indication of what's going to happen and how many people they should have and how many rooms they should have. They just didn't have enough people for a mm-hmm. problem. They totally foresaw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. And, and yeah. it wasn't – I don't want to hear anything about how – well, they needed to have a person check it versus a digital file. They looked at that shit for half a – there was like oh. – like, you have 12 people and like 20,000 people. They're not checking this shit that well. Like it's fine. No, they're not <laughs> you know? because I got a wristband Monday night, and I will say this. Gen Con had that wristband – the wristband uh, available to go get starting Monday all the way up and all the way through Sunday. You could you I so I went Monday evening because it was open till 8 p.m. I think on Monday uh, or maybe 2 a.m. because it was open. I went down after work. I got my wristband on Monday. Then when I went uh, on Wednesday with Lil and Luke, who are going to be joining us in a few minutes, I went with them, stood in line with them, took 15 minutes for them to get theirs, and I went, I'm here. I'll get another one because the first one I got was a little too loose. It kept sliding off my hand. I got a second one. They didn't check. They don't know. They have no idea. I could have gone like back all day Wednesday if I wanted to. I had the day off. I could have gone back all day Wednesday and gotten wristbands for everybody in our group. Yep. Or just, you know, gotten literally any yellow band. But anyway, yeah, I, 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 we, we talked a little, like, there's a point where you drove me to a, a lecture store. Where we had a conversation, yeah. and uh-huh. uh, as I'm as we were wanted to, <laughs> I don't think we needed to tell everybody I drove you to a liquor store, but okay, go on. <laughs> it was it was a wonderful establishment. <laughs> I know they had both. They had they had Woodford Reserve, a good <laughs> and Mike's Hard Lemonade. So whatever the name of that place was, it was very eclectic. Anyway, and I said I felt like Gen Con was back. Like you, like last year, you mm-hmm. were like, man, Gen Con. This is not what I. This isn't quite yeah, what I love. And I, for weird. me, it's, yeah. it was, it's yeah. my second time. Mm-hmm. I'm still like jamming it. Yes, yeah, I was big. This time is the top two or top third biggest Gen Con ever. And I felt like it was big enough. Like I'm I'm having a blast. I'm getting all the noise, light, sound. I am as stimulated as one ADHD person can be. <laughs> and, I mean, and, but you 
Also, yeah. we'll push back. I want to hear about that. What, how, like, this right. is the third, this is the second or third biggest Gen Con in its yeah. history. I've what are we talking about? Many, many Gen Cons. And I know in 2019, when it was like the one of the biggest, it felt okay. This one, we were back up to 55,000. You said what, third? Fourth I think it's 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 it, the numbers get weird. It's 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 top, top three. It's top, top three. three. Okay, this time it felt like it was bursting at the seams. The ICC was too small. There were just so many lines for everything. There were people that we were with who were like, "Oh, I want to get in that booth, but I can't. It's too packed." Or you had to stand in a line for an hour just to get into a booth in the vendor room to then go buy something. Which guess what? meant getting into another line and i was just like this is too much it's too like i you had to queue up for everything that the, the vendor hall is that way the, uh, the food trucks 45 were rough minutes long the vendor the lines in the for the food trucks some people were saying 45 minute wait 45 minutes for food that is just as expensive as a restaurant could have gone sat in the air, air conditioning and had a waitress bring you your food spent the same amount of money that you did at that food truck Yep, but you have to walk to the restaurant. It, this is why I said to bring nabs. And I didn't have nabs. I had a little hard candies. But I lived a lot off that pizza line at the end Gen Con or the, the NICC yeah. pizza yeah. joint because it was fast. Yeah. That was and, like, fast. the take and yeah. go was fast. And I just needed, like, mm -hmm. a food. I didn't yeah. care what the fuck it was. I needed a food item, and I was good to go. But I had my hard candies that would kind of, like, sate me over. But, yeah, like, again, mm -hmm. Gen Con. For the love of God, bring nabs, bring something. You know, and I, I always overpack, but the things I always want are my battery backup to my phone and some kind of snack to tide you over because the lines are brutal. And yeah. I just think that's that's the way it's going to be. There's not going to be a, in the vendor hall if you really want to do something. Like like Frosthaven is coming out. That's over. Oh God, what's in it? It's not Games Workshop. It's like Gears, whatever it is. The people who make Frostaven, Google it. Uh, that's coming out. And so there was like four tables, maybe six, where people could play Frosthaven. So it's a big, this is a big deal, right? A lot of demand, little supply. Here, here's the reality. You're not going to get to do that unless you really, really, really want to. That's just out. You're going to have to sign up to do shit you want to go do, you know, or, or camp out. It, it just is like the vendor hall is a place you can demo games. But you are going to have to demo games that are available to you. Oh, yeah. I, I demoed Hackmaster, which Grafe loves. Like, like I sat there and played Hackmaster. It's the worst fucking... I couldn't stand it. Like, I, I, it was the first time I've ever... Like, I'm polite. I'm from the South. You know how it is. We're polite people. We're yeah, not that good. Is we're just polite. That's what known for. Yeah. The hey, politeness yeah. of others. Yeah. Their right. tolerance. No, not that. That's not, no. the, that's oh, not the same. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's different. It's not. It's not. It's not kindness. It's politeness. It's, it's politeness. Oh, I so. see. I get it. But I could not listen to this woman talk about that fucking game anymore because, like, she's describing the game and she's giving me her best pitch, but everything she says, I hate. It's like imagine someone like really aggressively selling you on like pizza with pickles on it, and you're like really into it. You're like, and like the more you talk, the more I hate this fucking thing. I just walked. I had to walk away. I'm, like, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then she gave me a free book. Like she gave me a hardback book. <gasps> It was an expansion to Hackmaster, and I threw it in the trash can. Are but I was too. What? I I could. Why? What why? would I do? What was I give supposed it to, to tell somebody. her? Just I, give it I, to I, somebody. I tried. I tried to give it away to Grave. He was like, "No, nah, that's trash." I think, or he had it, or it wasn't interesting, or whatever it was. As you just left it on a table at one of the food courts or on one of the benches, somebody would have taken that's it. That's littering, you, you isn't throw it? Throw a book away. 
It's a you don't it throw a book away. So Hackmaster was able that. to be demoed this because it's trash. Step away I'm, from burning the book. I'm like, no, it's not, no. <laughs> if you burn a book because you don't like what it has to say, you suck. If you burn a book because it's fucking a waste of a tree and you're mad and you about that and like, you want the tree you back. You didn't like what the book said. I, I didn't, didn't like read what the book said. Oh anyway, my gosh. I oh played uh, I played All Ticket right. to Ride San Francisco, which oh. is Ticket to Ride Light. Yeah. So it's 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 okay, but mm-hmm. like in what situation do I want to bring around the two pound box versus the three, the three pound box and have <laughs> a much less interesting game? Like I don't understand why this exists. Like oh, I mean, like it was, it was a slightly smaller board. Yeah. It had a faster runtime. Like, but Ticket to Ride is not that long of a game. Yeah, it was just, it was, it feels like a game, but the, I don't know. It, it didn't. It mm-hmm. felt like they needed to come out the product. Yeah. Is what is, and, and I love that company. They made Small World. Love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that that happened. But, but back, yeah, lines, back to your question, my sorry. answer of no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. Is yeah, it just it felt like it was too many people there were too many lines you could i just i felt like it maybe indie is too small maybe we need to find a bigger convention center i hope not because it's the closest one to me that's large also they're signed up till like 2026 so but i mean like you you said that like 2021 when it was like mm-hmm. thirty-five thousand people, yeah. that was mm-hmm. too small, right? That was like a Gen Con had been weird. sacked. It, yeah, it it felt. But you know what? Like, if so, it wasn't the. Fa- it just didn't feel the same. But that was because of the lack of events and how they shortened and made smaller the vendor room. Like, you're worried about COVID, so you confine us closer instead of using the whole vendor room and spreading it out. Like that didn't make sense to many people. It was that stuff that was weird. I just, I, it just felt like there's, there's too many of us and we don't fit here anymore. I don't want it to leave. I love the convenience of it being right here. Yeah. But I uh, think that you're, weird. I think that you are trying to, uh, I, I don't, let me ask you this, because you've been to so many. Oh. Do you think it is the vendor hall is just not, working anymore it's too crowded or they wanted to have a certain experience like to me i just go to demo the occasional game but mostly mm-hmm. to see new products mm-hmm. maybe get inspired think about some things to google i'm just, and, and just and just <laughs> absorb it i just want to absorb it i want to i want to yeah. see all this cool shit and just absorb everything visually it's just such a fun thing to do mm-hmm. but i but is it possible that in the past you were able to kind of walk through a much less low pressure vendor hall and therefore not sign up for anything and still be fully entertained and playing games yeah. that you want to yeah. play way I, back I think... in the day yeah that was that was how i did my gen con i would there were many years where i just went for the one day and it was just the vendor hall i never signed up for events but what i'm saying is it wasn't just the vendor hall it was lines just everywhere there were just lines and i'm like I don't want to pay money to go to Gen Con and spend half the time standing in a line. And that's, that was like, and I'm not even talking about the will call line because apparently there's still thousands of people that won't spend that money to get their badges shipped to them. And they're happy to stand in that line. So those people are crazy and they just love cues. I just, (laughs) I just was like, I don't get it. But 
Maybe I'm jaded and cynical. I've attended many, but I, I want to bring. I think it's a bit jadedness. I do. I, I, I want to bring Leland Luke in. I'll we'll bring hear him. what the experience was like for somebody who is brand new to it, and we can hear if I'm just being jaded and an asshole, or if it was like it's LineCon, as Leo just put LineCon. Oh, I think I think. Well, let's let's bring in Double Trouble. Let's I'm bring him in. Double Trouble. They're like they're like twins. It's so weird. All right, welcome, Leal and Luke. First of all, we're not we're not twins. <laughs> You're not twins, but you guys really look really, really close alike. Really, yeah, that was, really I, I don't see the resemblance. You don't? Almost as if one of them has half the chromosomes of the other. The other. <laughs> no, it was, no, because when I first saw them, I was at a distance, and I couldn't tell which one was Leal and which one was Luke. And then that's when because it came Luke closer, is I was like, oh, I horribly. It. That's Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was my first interaction with Jupiter, and Jupiter told me I looked like shit. No, I did not. I said your dad looked really good. <laughs> you know, next to you. Which is worse who, to hear. Your dad uh, looks good or you look bad. Yeah. <laughs> dad looks good. I mean, he's a good-looking man. I mean, <laughs> he has oh, to be because of how good-looking I am. But... See, maybe at that age you'll look that good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. look forward to yeah, my dad's turning into a straight-up silver fox. <laughs> uh, so this was your first Gen Con. Yeah. What were you looking forward to? And uh, what was something that like really surprised you, like we didn't prepare you for? You want to go first, Luke? Yeah, the, the one thing that I wasn't prepared for was specifically Cotton's uh, sensibilities uh, paired with his accent. <laughs> I feel like this is a backhanded That's not compliment. Gen Con related, but, but I'm okay. going to stay tuned to it. I'm going to stay. It's technically Gen Con. I was at Gen Con. So that... <laughs> uh, no, I, I didn't think that it was going to be as packed as it was. And walking through, like you guys said, there was just lines everywhere. And it was a thing of, like, me and my dad had both signed up for multiple events. We made it to one. We made it to our LARP. We did not make it to any other events because we were either worried that people were going to sell out of certain things that we wanted, so we decided to wait in lines uh, instead of going to our events, or we like there was not enough signage. Like, we could not find certain places. Also, why are there three Marriott's in a four-block radius of the event center because that's how the hotel chain wanted it. I think there's two. Is it? Is it two? We saw a third one on our way out of town. Mm. <laughs> that was pretty there's close a lot by. Of Marriotts, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Marriotts here. All right, Leal, what were you most? What did we not prepare you for? Actually, I was pretty well prepared. Um, I knew it was going to be packed. I knew there was going to be a lot of lines. I I didn't think the lines were going to be quite as. Uh, they need to get some Disneyland employees there to teach them how to move people <laughs> through line. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, like Luke was saying, whenever we went to go try to find the uh, GM boot camp for Shadowrun, said go to the Marriott. Well, we went to the Marriott. Once you got in there, it didn't have any kind of clear direction as to what part of the Marriott you're supposed to go to. Okay. Okay. See, There's a method to it, but it is. Bad. It's thin. It makes me feel like I should have stayed with them and guided them to where they needed to go. No, 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 no. You had your own stuff. <laughs> it was it, it it is listed on the ticket or on the little printout they give you, like it in the receipt when the they room mail it. And the but location, it, but it doesn't tell you how to get there. It, it, said, it doesn't. For the GM boot camp, it said 
Marriott, whatever, whatever like subgenre of Marriott it was, and then it had a, a state name for like, I guess where it was, it was a at. Pennsylvania room, yeah. Yeah, well, once you got in, when you cross the sky, skywalk, you see all these really cool trains. There was yeah. no sign that says Pennsylvania this way, Ohio yeah. this way. Oh, see, I felt bad because that's that's first floor. Just it's like just go straight back uh, from the lobby. Just go straight back in, and I think yeah. Pennsylvania is actually to the right. It's, um, it's okay. It was it, it was SR six, so I don't. It was SR six, so I don't feel too bad about missing it. No, no, no. You, <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you missed it. But it was the GM boot camp, and I've done that GM boot camp event uh, in the past. Um, when I did it, I think Oz and I did it one year, and it was at the Embassy Suites, and that is a very janky hotel. We had a hard time finding it. Um, but it it actually was a good. GM boot camp. So if you can get in that next year, uh, definitely go for it because it is the guy who runs it does a good job and he has a good uh, ideas of how to GM and how to smooth things out in Shadowrun, which is definitely needed. So definitely try to, to get that one next year. But this year you did a LARP. Now, not a true dungeon LARP. You did a different LARP. We did a janky as hell LARP. <laughs> Yeah, our LARP consisted of running, our 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 LARP consisted of run into sectioned off portions of the room, hit a bunch of uh, I guess like sign up actors with foam swords, and then uh, I guess pretend to know how many hit points you have left because there's no way to keep track. That okay. was it. That, that was literally it. Like how big was? I mean, it was a big room. They 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 had sectioned off sectioned it off into what four different. Like sub rooms, kind of. It was. It was four. It was four or five. I don't remember. Okay. It was like you. You'd get hit so many times, and eventually you'd go. Surely I'm at my max hit points. I better kneel down because I feel bad. Hmm. Oz's Oz's Call of Cthulhu LARP sounded like a whole lot more fun than ours did. Well, Oz makes it fun for everyone else. But on your LARP, was it? <laughs> So, like, True Dungeon actually builds a dungeon. It's got pl puzzles and monsters and things you have to defeat. Was there, like, a storyline for your LARP, or was it just you guys had just, you yeah, fight with your foam weapons. That's it. Like what Fight with your foam weapons. There was one riddle, and then we ended up turning one into a one-on-one -on -one wizard duel that me and another guy decided to just kind of slide to the side of the room and then attack the people from behind. Okay. But other than that, no, it was just hit people with swords. Oh. I think I think like the storyline was supposed to be like pirates had taken over a tavern or something. You think the storyline, which means they didn't even convey or like do any kind of immersion. No, there was nope. like a bottomless. There was a bottomless pit that we had to walk over, and I was very confused as to why the tavern had a bottomless pit. <laughs> um, they said don't take the other actors' weapons because they would lead them all. So. A lot of us proceeded to take the other actors' weapons. Um, just break as many they, they, rules they told, as possible. They told Luke yeah. not to dual wield. Oh yeah, they told me not to dual wield. And wait, am I allowed to cuss on this show? No. Fuck yeah. Okay, so they told me not to <laughs> dual wield, and I said, "Okay, can I have a shield?" And they said, "No, a shield is a level three ability, which means you have to pay to do it three times to use a shield." And um, so I said, "Fuck you, I'm gonna dual wield." And by the way, they were right. Dual wielding does not give you any advantage, but <laughs> but you look cooler. Yeah, but I looked cooler. Why does it give you? You can't like 
like when you're LARPing, don't you just swing as much as possible? Like, are you not? I don't understand. It's, it's a, or at least block with it, right? It's like a oh shield, yeah, shield, so I, I I think the uh, disadvantage of use dual wielding comes in with having no skill in swordplay whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> you don't know. You, you yeah. don't know about the main I, ghost. I know. I, I know. We seem like it, but we are not trained fighters. You get that. Uh, you get, you know get your main ghost skills. Too. That's one. That's like the one dual wielding term I know. It's the offhand dagger. All those Dritz novels kicking in. Yeah, they they told me they told me I had to use one normal size sword and one smaller one. Um, so I just grabbed the two biggest swords and nobody cared. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> you're not. <laughs> they were trying to help. Well, I, I I took that cutlass from that one pirate to replace that one blade for you. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. He helped you. Well, so on the other stuff, I'm like, you said you couldn't make it because you got like turned around a lot. What what were some of the lines you were trying to buy stuff in? To where you were like, it's not worth it. This line's so important. We gotta be in this line. Piss on our uh, our our ticketed uh, event. Like, what was that? What was the line? Catalyst, Catalyst Game Labs for the plush mech for my brother. Ah, fair enough. That was selling out pretty quick. That was. Yeah, my my dad was on a mission. My dad was on a mission the whole time to get gifts for like all of the family members, and the whole time I'm just like, give me art for myself. I'm not buying anything for anybody. The art alley wasn't that bad, was it? Like I went to the art area, it was never packed, you know. No, it wasn't too bad. I think I think the the largest line in the art alley that I had was probably like two or three people ahead of me. But most of them were pretty good about having like their binders with all the like choices you can make. They had a couple of them out there, so multiple people could be looking at them. Um, that was one of the things that surprised me about Gen Con. I did not expect so many artists. Oh, it's wow. quite a bit. Oh, there's tons of artists and uh, authors. Yeah, for wow. sure. And we we even I bought a couple pieces, uh, actually three pieces from an artist who wasn't even in the artist alley. And in her words, she's not in the artist alley because she's published, so she's better than all of them. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> so what with, a lot she of, with a lot of curse words peppered into her. She <laughs> was on. She was on some uppers. Yeah, she was on some uppers, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> she had a four days guys come on yeah cut her some slack so what about so so you guys found great stuff um we were picking on slap marvel on the game and sell it but leo you picked up marvel uno and yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun yeah you said there's a new mechanic what new mechanic did they add to uno okay it's not like i first i thought it was just you know they slapped marvel characters on uno cards but that's not Mm -hmm. what they did Okay. Uh, you you choose a character. The core set comes with four: Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Thor, and Iron Man. Uh, you only play with your character deck. Uh, you have to the the two ways to win is like normal Uno rules: run out of cards in your hand, or be the only player left with character cards left over. And then you, uh, if you play a card that has a little danger symbol, you flip a danger card, and then that adds a mechanic to it, some of which are enemies that attack you. And then you have to play, there are certain win conditions to be able to wipe that enemy out and then continue playing. Okay. 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 So was okay. it good? Was it like, the, is this the change Uno needs or? Well, I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan, so I thought so. And I mean, I played it twice. My daughter, uh, Raven, my youngest, uh, she's not real big on games. She'll play games every once in a while. That is now her favorite game. But she'll uh, only be Black Panther. That's the only she'll one. She'll only be Black Panther. <laughs> Fair enough. And and apparently in Red Dragon Inn, she's attached to the priestess. That's the only character she'll play in that. 
Yeah, the you also picked good. up. You also picked up Red Dragon Inn, and that well, was a uh, hit. Full disclaimer: I did not pick that up at, at Gen Con. I got that from Amazon for quite a bit cheaper. Yep. Ooh, that's twice now. I've heard people did not buy at Gen Con; they bought it at Amazon because it's cheaper. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying that's twice now. Oh, and actually, okay. actually, I didn't buy it. Uh, Mrs. Kaysen mm-hmm. was uh, like deliriously tired one night, heard me talking about it after I got back and bought it in the middle of the night, woke up to the notification that it shipped. Oh, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> oh, that was nice. She knew you liked it. But it was yeah. a big hit. The whole family, you guys played the other day, and the whole family enjoyed it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody had a blast with it. That was um, a good actually, actually, I wasn't invited. Um, well, which is you were invited. Uh, you no, were no, no. It was all the family members that that needed to be there were there. Right, that needed to be there exactly. Right. You you would think living four blocks away, I'd be the first you one are. to know about this, but I didn't they learn also, about it until the day after. I love it because everyone he's trying to play this card, but he had other commitments, I believe, for Saturday, so he couldn't go and play games. Couldn't do it. I uh, I've also found that Amazon <laughs> aspect to be true. I bought a game that was like it was like forty bucks, but like sixty for the collector's edition with the cool play mats. I dropped the sixty. Now, that was the only place to get the, the the only way the only way to get the the big version was at Gen Con or like through a Kickstarter or something. So you know, and I feel I actually kind of like these playmats; they're worth it. But the base game of forty bucks is on Amazon for twenty five. So spend forty bucks at Gen Con, mm-hmm. or spend twenty five and have it shipped to your house. Yeah. Are you talking so, about? Are you are you talking about Radlands? Yeah, I didn't know it was the I thought it was no playmats that are not optional. Yeah, by the way, by the way, I do want to say that um, if you're going to play Radlands, like if anyone decides to pick it up, read the entirety of the rulebook. Yeah, that's the whoopsie loop. <laughs> and uh, I played two games of it today, and they were like the most like epic, long-ass games we ever played. I don't know if you guys were just like really aggressive or what, but it was the most like, like our games were very quick uh, when we played Radlands, and we'll probably talk about that later. Uh, I had a friend of mine went, went over to his house, and like it was this like absolute slugfest. Like each game was like forty five minutes of just like super tense shit. Wow. It was just, it was like, very evenly matched. Hmm. But yes, read read all the rules and don't do what we did. Uh, I was kind of alluding to that with that technical writing thing <laughs> where, they, where they didn't print some like important piece of information in the right spot. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is on the playmat. They are they're not. You you can play with it without the playmat, but you need to know what you're doing. So that's like I would say spring the extra twenty bucks for the nice two playmats, personally. And in the in the rule book, didn't it say there was updated rules online that were not updated? Yeah, they were they were one yeah, they were one beta behind or whatever. Like they were the one point four rules. They were yeah, one notch back. It was like here's our version one point one four rules, go online and he's like, here's the version one point one three. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there was something else at Gen Con that I really, it was annoying. It, uh, it, it drove me insane. I know Kickstarter is a thing. I get it. I'm happy. Uh, people love doing it. I don't really care to do Kickstarter, but whatever. There were booths with games that looked really good that had the game there. But when you said, how much is it? They're like, oh, it's a Kickstarter. You got to go online. And I'm like, but how much is the, I, I just want, I just want the game. No, you got to go on Kickstarter and you got to do the thing. And I was like, don't come to Gen Con, get a booth in the vendor hall and not have something to sell me. 
that's just it. It's not like they were trying to reach new people because anybody that would be interested in their game that would uh, donate to it or whatever, they're already aware of it if they've gone to Gen mm-hmm. Con. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. It, it, there were booths, so many booths. I was like, oh, this looks cool. And I'd start asking questions like, oh, it's Kickstarter. And I'm like. Well, I didn't know about Redlands. The, the, the two games I bought, I had never heard of. And that's fine. But you bought them. I couldn't buy these games at Gen Con. They had a booth in I the think it, vendor hall. I'm going to I want to play Devil's Advocate here. Sell. I think I it's like because it. they don't they don't have the money to have like 100 copies of their game printed. And also at Gen Con when they get the orders in, they'll know how big to make the print. And so it's like you don't want to go out and spend 11 bajillion dollars and have 500 copies of your game and no one to buy it and you go broke. But if you go to Gen Con, people like it, they pay the Kickstarter, and you're like, okay, we have the capital immediately. It's in our Kickstarter, and we know exactly how many people want it, 600, so we'll make a printing for 250, 500, 750. There we go. Boom. Ship. And they, it lets them be more – it allows more games to come in at that – the cost that you don't get to buy it that day. Yeah. No, I thanks for the it. business lesson, Cotton. I get My it. Point what do you want is- to do? Be in the goddamn demo hall, demoing your game, or have an event. Don't be a booth in the marketplace section of Gen Con if you don't have anything at market. That's my point. Fair a good, good analogy would be: let's say that you, you said you were hungry all the time. Let's say you go up to a, you're standing in line for a place that has really amazing pizzas. You go up there and say, hey, that pizza looks good. Can I have that pizza? You're clearly in a spot that sells pizza. And they say, no, nah, but you can sign up on our mailing list and we'll let you know when pizza is available. That's not how things work. That's not how, I, okay, that's not a good analogy. If you want to play, if you need pizza, you want pizza now. I don't need pizza a week from now. If it was a board game that was amazing and it was like, hey, you got to wait a week to get it. I'd be like, okay, I, that's, that's fine. You know, like, well, I'm not, it, I'm was, good. it was a tease. It was a huge tease. It was, it was a like, tease. This looks really good. I'm interested. I'm at Gen Con. I'm in the room where you buy things. I want to buy this. And then they tell you, yeah, it looks really cool and we're happy you like it. Go online when you get home. Go on Kickstarter. Search our game. Sign up. And then in six months, you'll have your game. Like, no. Don't come to Gen Con. And be in that room unless you have a game to sell. <laughs> I j- it Kick- bugged me. Kickstarters, bugged Kickstarters me. are the strippers of the game world. Oh, we. I think we did. I think me and my dad only encountered one booth that had the whole Kickstarter thing, but they ha- at least had free T-shirts. Mm. So, so we we got some T-shirts, and then they said, "Oh yeah, uh, we don't have the game here." And then they talked about their TikTok account and how they hope that they're not blasting it too much in our faces. And uh, I don't know. It was Doomlings. It looks like a pretty yeah. fun game. So hmm. my my mother will probably pick it up at some point, and then I will play it. She's there. already on. She's already ordered on Amazon. See, look at that. <laughs> yeah, see. So, right, so I, I I remember yeah. when we were in a car together, and we all sort of had this. At least I I saw it this way: the we're from a rural area moment of oh my god, we're in a big city. How the fuck do we navigate? It kind of felt that way. Was it just me? No, no, not no. just you. Not <laughs> just you. <laughs> we're I, like me, like we're in an area where you have to drive an hour to get to anything sizable. And so when you're used to driving on Main Street with three cars around you, 
driving through Indianapolis with 80 cars around you is a huge change. Yeah. And like, yo, you missed your turn? Well, fuck you. Like that. Enjoy the next 20 minutes of your life. There's yeah. always a way to get around. Oh, you guys. See, if you stayed at Casa de Jupiter, I was your chauffeur the whole time. Although, kudos to them to having a Kroger downtown that can only yeah. apparently serve four people at a time. Yeah, they had a parking lot for four people. <laughs> Um, it was great. That was such a rural moment. I, I don't understand the point of a fucking Kroger, Target, Walmart, whatever that has four parts. Like, like to me, okay, this is how a store is supposed to look. If it has groceries and dry goods, it's supposed to have a big motherfucking sign you can see from a quarter mile away. There should be a gigantic parking lot sloping down. A few homeless people in RVs in the back and a gas station in the back left corner. Am I about how most places look to y'all. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Right. 100%. No, this was like a hidden joint with like four parking spots. Yeah, I don't know what we're supposed to do. And they're, all, and they're, and they're full. So like, what do you, I guess four people are there shopping at the Kroger. was a garage for Kroger. Who the hell parks in a parking garage right. for a grocery store? Indianapolis. People apparently. in cities. <laughs> that's, that's who. I'm sorry. You guys are adorable. What I don't was... understand my frustration about the Kickstarter boots. I feel the need I to get your frustration about the Kroger in the middle of downtown. I yeah, think I... looking looking back on all like the driving, like the one of the first things my dad uh, said was like Indianapolis is super walkable. Right before we proceeded to drive to Gen Con every day, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only walkable it because they built a skywalk. It's <laughs> it is it is walkable. I mean, you're you guys stayed at an Airbnb that was just south of the ICC and it was less than a mile away. That's totally walkable. I'm not going to walk it in August, but once you're at the ICC, it is. It is walkable. I mean, there you can walk almost two miles without ever being outside just due to the skywalks mm-hmm. that connect everything. But even if you're not, like, the city's just laid out in a very easy grid. It's it's easy to navigate. It's easy to, to walk around. Uh, yeah, I, I'm always surprised when people have a hard time, but I know it's just I'm, I live here and I know... I know the city well, and so that's why I'm always surprised. Like, I couldn't find something, or, oh, I, I couldn't figure out this. I was like, what do you mean? It's easy. It's a grid. Like, I'm from a place where I can go to a stop sign and then pull out my phone and find where I'm going, Google it, put it in there, because ha- there's no one behind me. Or I'm, like, personally offended if I get to a red light and it goes green and then it goes red again before I've gone through it. Like, that blows my fucking mind. <laughs> I yeah. guess... That's, that's not a thing. That's a thing here. That, that's that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some stop signs around where we live where you could sit there for 15, 20 minutes and not have to worry about somebody pulling up behind you. Wow. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> uh, also, a friendly reminder to those listening, you should not have your phone out at a stop sign at all. It is against the law to operate your cell phone while driving. Although, weirdly enough, not illegal to draft a leather while driving. No, it is not. You can do can what? Draft a letter? Draft a letter? Yeah, there, yeah. There's no strict laws against writing. No, it's draft. Like, so you know, it's you not short. It's not some mere missive. No, no. We are drafting a letter. I have no, Luke, Luke pulls out his inkwell, his quill, everything. <laughs> I have a, I have a whole entire writing desk, uh, writing desk set up in there. I'm, I have 20 minutes at this stop sign. I might as well write my grandparents. <laughs> 
It's like a um, treatise on government. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a I got a cage of carrier pigeons in the back just to send yeah. them off immediately. So uh, I know you guys aren't coming back next year because you have a, a pre-planned trip that you guys are already going to be doing next year. But I have had some people that have gone to Gen Con and then they're like, yeah, it's not an every year thing for me. I might do it again in two or three years. Is this is this something that if you guys didn't have that other pre-planned trip for next year, is this something you guys would have come back to next year? Yes. Like, yeah. I, like I was saying, uh, Mrs. Kaysen already said next time we go, she's going because okay. she didn't realize it was board games, too. She's a board game fanatic. Yeah, it's scary, it's scary how many board games she has. Like, you could build a small fort with them. <laughs> yeah, especially with the game called, like, Fort Building. It's probably like a fort building. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fort, fort building simulator. I think it started out as a board game convention. Like like the Origins Convention up in Ohio. Where it's, it's like that. That's what it's about. It's not about, it was not originally about Vendor Hall. It was about getting together to play the games. Yeah. I love that. Like, I have yeah. such little desire to go to the major cons because I'm not a passive, like, I, I, not the whole time. Like, some, yeah. But I don't want to have the entire experience be me consuming. I want to sit in and play. Uh, that's a big part of it for me. And most cons that are like in that nerd space do not have that. It's like Gen Con and Origins, and that's about it. There is a new one up in Minnesota, but I can't remember the name of it. That's that's starting to grow. That has the that you that you play, and I'm, I'm sure there are regional cons as well. There's regional cons up here that you can go and play games at. I think it's just a matter of finding them. You might be harder pressed down where you are to find those, but uh, I think they're they're there. But yes, Gen Con started as just getting together to to play the game. But but playing the game correctly, right? Not like trapping a bunch of people into an endless cycle of not playing oh, any of the rules. Experience. <laughs> it was late and we were tired. It was completely Cotton's fault. It was okay. We uh, but yeah, the game the, that game was fun and we hung out and I think that uh, I think Leland Luke and let me know if I'm if I'm taking too much uh, space here, but I think that you all enjoyed the same things I enjoyed of you get to play stuff, see all the lights and shinies, and then hanging out with people who are uh, hilarious and cool and having a great badass time of, of talking shit, eating trash, drinking beer, and have, you know, playing games. Well, everything but the beer part. I had a blast. Like, I mean, I next time I go, I'll definitely play some games. This first time out, I didn't want to overload myself with too much stuff because it was all new. I just wanted to kind of soak it all in. Although, yeah. I will say, I will play Werewolf again. I'm just going to vet the villagers first. Yeah, vet those villagers. Or or we all have to be on the same... Here's what, here's what we got to do. Uh, so to set the stage a little bit, I got them into a game of Werewolf Basic. And the idea was we would have fun and it wouldn't take four and a half fucking hours. And we could play Werewolf Ultimate, where there's like more strategy and roles. But that didn't happen because we were in a game where people were like weirdly not getting that you have to kind of like murder people and rattle people's cages to get them to kind of like cough up information or, or, or a GM who would keep the game moving. And so I was eliminated early in the hell game that uh, Luke and Lil were in because I correctly identified the wolf who then instantly turned on me and then it got me murdered. And like I went through, I joined another game completely finished it and had to wait another like 10 or 15 minutes for them to finish the original game they were in because the people that were in it would not let them go. Is it about, is that, is that about the story? Please, well, please, actually, please to it. As far, as far as time goes, 
we had those hour-long wristbands. The wristband expired during the course of that game. I thought that was going to let me leave. Nope. They said, no, you got to stay and finish the game. No, motherfucker. You're in. (laughs) Yeah, and then someone offered to buy him another wristband. (laughs) So he could play another round with the same people. I don't know if they were just lonely or what. At one point, I got accused of just trying to move the game along. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. How dare you? Yeah. The, uh, the it's seer? Little, it's weird to be accused for something accurately. Like, how do you respond? Yeah, you're right. I responded, I responded with no shit. Yeah. There, so in Werewolf, there's uh, one of the, the, in the basic, is called a seer. So somebody could be a seer, and they get to point at somebody, and the de- like the game master tells them if they're the wolf or not. The seer said, and I quote, I have my suspicions, but I don't want to point any fingers. That is the point of the game. Yeah, those, those werewolf games are pretty big. They usually, I think the bulk of them happen in the in the night hours, like overnight in the ICC. And I, I, I've heard a lot of stories about them. I have never jumped into one of those games because... Yeah, I, I wasn't planning on yeah. a sleepover. Yeah, they go a long time. And also social deception games... I don't play them often, and when I do, this is probably why I don't play them often. People automatically assume it's me. Yeah, I wonder why. Looked like that. Like, okay, it's me. I I think one of the big like failings that they had with the like where they were doing werewolf is you like it's a social game. You have to talk to people. You could not hear anybody. Like you had to be yelling at the top of your lungs basically to even hear like talk to somebody across from the circle from you. Wow. And so that made that made it even more difficult, like aside from the people who I assume were just looking to trap people to become friends with. Um, well, but they are lonely, and it is the one year they get together. So yeah, it, it's also a thing of like, what can you expect from like playing a game with mm-hmm. like with people who are willing to show up at midnight to socialize at a mm-hmm. nerd convention? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I enjoyed Werewolf. Like before the convention, and I, I'll probably enjoy it again, but because I had played it previously, because my mother has it. But yeah, it, it was it was not a great experience. All joking aside, we, we like to joke that we blame Cotton for. I don't blame Cotton for it. He just wanted us to try a game out, and I hadn't done it before. I will play it again, just not in that setting. That was just there was one kid that was playing that was like twitchy as hell. Like jump, like couldn't sit still. I mean, I think he was probably on the spectrum a little bit, but that's neither here nor there. So whenever he got accused, uh, the people that were with him said, "Oh no, he always does that." And so Luke started saying, "Well, hey, if I have bones laying around me and flesh in my teeth, don't worry, I just always do that." <laughs> yeah, I tried to convince everyone I was the werewolf just to get out of it, and they adamantly refused to vote me out, which I, I wasn't. Think, I think I was kept as a punishment, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that at some point the way you describe it, because they would like you guys like the last ones in, and and at that point you're least interested in that particular game. And I, and I like what werewolf sometimes, but people like yeah, yeah. But base werewolf can get a little janky. Yeah, there was one point where we were pretty far in the game, and they said, "Hey, if somebody is the seer and they know that the person is the werewolf, now's the time to speak up." So I pointed to the same person Cotton had picked at the beginning. And I said, I know they're the werewolf. And they go, are you saying you're the seer and you know they're the werewolf? I said, I'm not saying I'm the seer, but I know that's the werewolf. That's the exact phrase I said seven times. On the seventh time, the guy that was asking said, I don't even understand what you're trying to say. I'm saying vote for this motherfucker, comma, motherfucker. Uh, I, 
Ah well. So uh, that, well, that, let's, that uh, so let's let's, <laughs> let's wrap up. Let's let's start to wrap up. A highlight, favorite moment, best thing, whatever. Just what is Honestly, it? it's not directly con related, but hanging out the at the uh, Airbnb and playing Red Dragon yeah, okay. in Oz, Sin, Cotton and Luke. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. highlight of the trip. Uh, yeah. by the way, I demolished everybody. Um, that, that, that and Nikki Blaine's. Ah, oh, Nikki Blaine's is best. I I am going to be a brown noser and say that my favorite part was meeting all of the great people that I got to meet and hang out with. Um, Jupiter is incredibly nice, like more nice than she should be. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, she, yeah. She's she, no her persona aside. She's all right. Like I've said this, I, I've said this before, but. Jupiter is a dangerous level of nice. She had said that she let a stranger into her house that she had no like background information on, and like I I lock my door if somebody that I'm acquainted with walks up. So it's a I, especially I was in Indianapolis. To a stranger, and apparently that left an impression like you're crazy. But <laughs> nice to a Gen, Gen Con Gen Con related. My favorite thing was just seeing all the cool shit in the vendor hall. Right, a lot of stuff. The the amount of dice stands oh. was ridiculous, and uh, we yeah. we would go up to them and like Chessix had a stand and they make a product called Pound of Dice, mm-hmm. and I was gonna go get a picture of their dice and it was like forty bucks and I was like, I'll just buy two pounds of dice. It'll probably be more more dice, so uh, more Amazon shopping rather than buying things at Gen Con. There we go. That's three. Cotton, what was your your highlight? God, I, I, it, it, yeah, I guess it's fair to put me last, but the Red Dragon Inn was probably the most fun individual thing. I was I was fucked by eyes. I saw it happen. I know he's listening, and he knows the story. Uh, like The game was getting to the point where it was getting pretty tight, right? And, well, I was in trouble. Anyway, he says with this fire face, and he looks over at Sin, and he did a, he, he, he mouthed something, and I saw her face, and I saw her, I saw, I saw a connection happen, and then like it goes to him, and he put a card which basically fucked me. Like it fucked. Like it, 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 or it didn't fuck me. That it would have eliminated sin. It would have knocked her out of the game, and it would have, without getting into too many technical details, helped me out greatly by redistributing her massive ca- uh, stack of money. And I was like, huh. And then it goes to me, and I promptly eliminated. And I called him out. And he goes, and he was like, he first he was like, oh, I just did this. And he goes, here's the deal. She's my wife. I'm like, fair enough, because if my wife was at this table, I would fuck all of you. I would sell out every ounce of integrity <laughs> because I gotta go home. I know who I, you know, I know who brought me to the dance, y'all. So if Robin was there, just just be aware. If Robin ever comes to Gen Con, don't trust anything I say in a competitive game. I'm just his heads up. But the the most, yeah, the most, most forward, the minus. I totally reminded me of the great 2008 risk incident back in college. Anyway, that was the most fun individual thing I did. Uh, I had a, at Gen Con, it was playing Fiasco. Fiasco is an awesome game. It's not even a game. It's really just improv with like some, some tiny rules or tiny like strictures on it. But it is hilariously fun if you have to, if you have a group of people who are who are cool and into role play and 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 are at least open to it. It will totally stretch those RP muscles that you can then take back to your shadow runs, take back to your D and Ds, and and think outside the box and get wild and get crazy and get kind of loose. And I, I really enjoyed that experience. That was a cool game. And can I add in one more thing? I, I have a couple other things like 
with Grefa. I think I talked about anime with Grefa and Nookie Blaine's for close to an hour. Yeah, um, I was there for some of that. Yeah, completely alienated the rest of the group. 100%. And then also another fun experience at Nikki Blaine's is almost kissing Cotton when we were Lady in the Tramping It with some garlic bread. That was a pretty fun experience. We Lady in the Tramped It. It was for the content. Are we going to post that? Can I get a Twitter? <laughs> Can I get a, like, shoot me a pic and I'll tweet it. I was going to say, uh, you manage the Twitter account for this, Cotton, so... Yeah, I have a picture, though. You gotta go into your you into your spam button folder and uh, send that shit. <laughs> Do you know what I was wearing that night? I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I think know. I was wearing a gray shirt and some blue jeans. Yeah, I, 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 I was... It was way across from the Battletech banner. Yeah, way across <laughs> from the Battletech banner. <laughs> it was like an olive drab shirt, a hat of some kind, uh, you know... <laughs> Okay, it was. Uh, I love Nikki Blaine's. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I learned from uh, from Luke that there is a, a shocking amount of anime that's not hentai, but like way too incesty, and he is like very knowledgeable about it for whatever reason. It's fine. It's just a thing that he knows about in depth. I'm, I'm I would consider myself a connoisseur of the anime genre. There you go. This is it, I, I, I'm out of it. So yeah, they they definitely there was definitely some some weebery happening, and uh, but it was fine. It was interesting at the very least. I learned I learned things I did not know, and that's why you travel, right? To to absorb things. So uh, yeah, those were those were my favorite Gen Con moments. That was my favorite like total experience moment. And I know next year Oz is not getting the house, but if he does have the big Red Dragon in game, I am down. I just have to sit strategically to where. I think I need to sit, like, right before Sin. That way, like, all the things that happen will, like, cascade around me. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll just I'll just bring Robin with me. We'll team up. We'll team up. How about you, Soup? What was yours? I, I, what, what, you, oh, you're I get to get away because I thought you were the last one. No, clearly, <laughs> clearly her favorite thing was meeting up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, other, like, okay, top two. <laughs> we are we are two. Yeah. Yeah, can, uh, can Jupiter, can you rank me and my father on... On how much okay. you like us, what, like which I one do you love like more? The both of you. How much do I? Oh, which one do I like more? Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Patreon member. Yeah, he's a Patreon. Oh, we, well, I like uh, him more. Money, <laughs> money talks. <laughs> uh, I would. I will say uh, diplomatically that I, I like you both the same amount. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. You'll 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 take it. Okay. Yeah. Favorite thing, I I enjoy seeing everyone, uh, because I only get to talk to the you know everyone online throughout the whole year, so it's nice to be able to see everybody in person. This was the first time I ever got to see Grefa in person. We have been friends uh, since 2018, 2019. We talk every day. This was the first time I've actually got to see the boy in the flesh. Were you disappointed? No, no. I've seen what he looks like and everything. But it was just, it was great to see him. It's always nice to, to be able to see Bamps and everybody else in the in the podcast. Uh, it was na- nice to see listeners come. It was great that you guys were able to come and uh, hang out with us. So I do enjoy that. Gen Con wise, at Gen Con, I found Psychotron mentioned a paint set, a speed paint set that he picked up off of Amazon 
because uh, he and I, I've been saying I've been wanting to get back into painting minis, even though I don't have a face-to-face game. Uh, and I um, I saw the kit there, and I, I messaged him on Discord and said, hey, I found it. This is how much. He goes, that's a good deal. So I, I didn't go to Amazon. I bought it there at Gen Con. I found it there, and I got it there. So now I have the stuff to start the painting, and I picked up some minis. So that was fun. I'm excited to to get in back into that. So I was happy to find that there. Yeah, that that I think was Gen Con wise. That was about that was about it. My my brother also went to Gen Con, and he was getting out of Hero Clicks that game, and so he brought all of his stuff to Gen Con to sell. Now I don't know if people know this, but if you have Magic the car Magic the Gathering cards, or things that collectible any kind of collectible game you can take it to gen con and sell it and so he took his entire collection there and sold it for twenty two hundred dollars damn basically paid his gen con and then some uh he bought a bunch of games and still walked out with over a thousand dollars like it was amazing so he had a good time and also in the coupon book that you get uh, there was a coupon that if you go and sell something, they'll tack on an extra fi- free $5. So he had his, and then the next day when he took the other half, a friend gave that same coupon out of the coupon book to him. So he actually got $10 free, plus all the money they were paying him for the stuff. And he had a good Gen Con. I think it's great that Gen Con has that ability. They bring that cash, and they're willing to buy stuff from people on those collectible card games. Uh, so I, I think, I don't know how many people realize that Gen Con has that there, that you, they have those vendors that'll buy stuff from you. Uh, so, I mean, for him, I think that was his highlight. I know he was pretty thrilled. I'd be thrilled if, if I had my Gen Con paid for. I do wonder how much money he spent to get $2,200 back. I don't know. He said this was, he said it was way more than what he thought he'd get. But I'm sure he spent more than 20. Well, a lot of the ones he had, he won. So he would play competitively. He would, like, go to the stores when they had tournaments, and he would play and and win boosters and cases and things like that. So that's how he got. He built up his collection by Uh. winning them. So I don't know if he spent that much. But also, he's he's got friends that own comic book stores, so he's able to, like, get deals when he buys. It's like, you know, it's cost plus just a little bit. So he didn't spend like I don't think he ever paid retail. Fair enough. I, I do. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be interesting to see how that magic space works out through through uh, online play. But that's neither here nor there. But go on. Well, he got he got paid. He got paid. Yeah, he got paid. He he made paid. some cash. Went to Jin Con. Good. Was good. Traded him in. Yeah. Got what he wanted. Yeah. I so think that, I think that I was happy for him. I was happy that he, you know, was able to do that. Get out of a game because it's terrible when you're like you know you have a collectible game. You spent all this time and effort building it up and then. You're just, you know, you're, you don't want to play anymore. You can't play anymore. And then what do I do with this? Do I have to take the the slow, the get, sell each one on eBay, sell it as a big lot, maybe not get as much money. But that's why Gen Con does a, the, those vendors buy it there and they actually give you a fair market price for selling. I think that's why the consignment store was like such a thing. Is the that you come in with your shit. The consignment store is attached to the auction. And somebody pointed out earlier who's listening. Uh, live that uh the consignment store had a line 
every day. Oh, it was insane. So I, you I, I bring your stuff somebody. to sell there. It's crazy. Yeah. I went, I went up to a person like, hey, this is the line for the consignment store. I see a guy. He has a, a sign. Like somebody made a makeshift sign saying this is the mm-hmm. consignment store line. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but why is there a line that's like a quarter mile long? Like, what's up with that? And the guy was like, oh, well, you go in there and you can like buy stuff. I'm like, okay. I, I'm guessing it's people who bring their board games to Gen Con who no longer wish to own those games. And they sell for probably dirt cheap. So you get in the store and it's probably just like scorchingly hot deals because I can't think of any other reason to wait in a line an hour long to go to a consignment store if it wasn't just like absurd value. Okay. All right. Uh, I didn't get to go to the auction. I hope to go next year. I want to go to the auction. I've never done the, I've never gone to the auction at uh, Gen Con. So that's my goal for next year. What's your goal uh, next year, Cotton? Well, I would say rarity. So I guess if there's something like rare board game you'd want to get. Um, my mm. goal for next year is to do exactly what I did this year. I'm going to sign up for uh, a few games I know. I want to play Wingspan. I want to play a game of Capers. Uh, those are available. Uh, other than that, I want I want to play. I enjoy the board game experience, but I want to play maybe some more Fiasco and hang out with my friends. Like I want to, I want to meet the same people I met last year or more, or people from our podcast or whatever. I want to hang out. I want to eat good food. I want to have uh, you know some drinks. I want to have fun. I want to stay up too late. Uh, <laughs> that that's what I want to do. Uh, like if I if I had to go to Gen Con by myself, I would have fun doing it, but it would be a lot less fun. Like like it would be considerably less fun without the when you leave the convention hall to go hang out with people that you want to go hang out with. Mm-hmm. That is, that is like the, the chef's kiss. That's what I want is to, is that to shop, play games, hang out with my friends. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Well, you're a simple man with simple wants and needs. Indeed. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've been rambling on about this for an hour and a half now. Uh, <laughs> they won't be that way. Once Griffa gets a hold of it, uh, it'll be way less. Any final thoughts, Cotton? No, I uh, hope to see some. Uh, hey, c- come next year. We will be your your personal friends and chaperones and guides. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening. Your personal uh, friends. We will and be your guides? yeah. You, you're damn right. I didn't go. No, that's what we'll do. We will. Okay. It, me and you. We will. We will personally be your buddy, friend, chaperone, and uh, you know. I will escort you around Gen Con next year, giving up dinner rack on tour. Okay. Uh, and yes, yes, Leo, I was, I was just about to, to do that, but <laughs> so, uh, Luke and Leo, thank you, uh, for joining us tonight. Um, Luke, can you do, uh, can let's, let's do your plugs. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so I stream, uh, TTRPG, uh, live play on Twitch. We're called Cayman's Rejects. Right now we're doing Starfinder. It's a really a uh, really fun group of people. Uh, we have a total of eight players, which seems like a lot, but uh, we managed to have fun while we're playing it. Um, we post all of our stream updates on Twitter at Caymans underscore Rejects, if anyone wants to check us out. Uh, we just did a, a dice giveaway with one of our Twitch partners, uh, uh, Lethal Shadows, really amazing dice. We're going to be doing more giveaways in the future. So. Um, if anyone's interested in seeing a bunch of uh, grown men and women being completely ridiculous on Twitch playing aliens, uh, check us out. Also, weren't you going to let Cotton come and guest on it? 
Oh yeah, wow. I need to get cotton on there so I I can hear an alien do a uh, do an accent that an alien shouldn't have. Why Why would they not? It's aliens. They don't have any. Maybe all the smart aliens sound exactly like me. Have yeah, all cotton your all your rat people cotton. sound Russian. No, no. Have Cotton do his mid Atlantic educated accent. You mean the it one accent for, I have for everything? The one that he did for Call of Cthulhu. Uh, that was fantastic. The one shot, the first one shot we did for Call of Cthulhu. It was a fantastic mid-Atlantic hoity-toity accent. Um, it was great. Yeah, we will. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have uh, Luke on uh, on a future episode where we're gonna talk a bit more about that stream and what he's doing over there because he's doing great stuff. Him and that entire group. It's amazing. I've I've talked about it with him. And I, I'm just Im thoroughly impressed by the setup they have, and I, I think it's I think it's got everything. It's got the makings to 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 go far. So we're gonna have him on with one of his players. Uh, I told him he can only bring one player. He has to choose the best player to promote the the game. So it'll be interesting to see who he chooses. But we're gonna have them on and talk more about that. But we will include the the links uh, in this episode as well as that episode for anybody interested. Yeah, and like I, I've said it before to both my group and on stream, and I'll say it again, like I was just lucky to get the, the people in my group are all skilled in different aspects. So we were able to come together and really put something great together and exploded pretty fast, like over 100 followers in less than three months. And we were all caught off guard. But um, yeah. Don't get yeah. all the way now. We have to have an episode. Shh. Okay. Well, actually, jokes <laughs> on everyone. I play every character. It's just me. Yes. Um, he has multiple personalities, <laughs> and we're supporting him in his reality. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for joining. Uh, it, was fun. it was nice to kind of hear that perspective of, of what it was uh, for you guys. And apparently, nobody wants to hear my jaded, cynical opinion of Jen <laughs> anymore. But thank you, and thank you, Cotton, as always. Uh, it was great seeing you. Um, and uh, I'm excited to hopefully have you stay with me next year, but it sounds like Oz is your favorite and you want to go stay with him, so fine. Oh, he's he's, he's yeah. otherwise, he's good. He's otherwise. No, 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 I get it, I get it. He's your favorite, whatever. Um, <laughs> I will, uh, we're going to uh, end this episode, and we will see you all next time. Thank y'all. Bye.